Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Ireland's Birth Stories, a podcast created for women to share their experiences with pregnancy and birth. My name is Cora Gernon and I've created this space to enable women to share their experiences from start to finish without feeling shy about the detail. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so through Patreon. I have attached the link on the website. So if you just visit the website, irelandsbirthstories.ie, you can then find the Patreon link there. So just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to quickly thank you for um, this year, basically. So we've 39 episodes, 39 amazing stories shared by women who primarily share them for you to listen to, um, to learn from, to enable you to feel more prepared and also to gain comfort from if you if that's what you need. But also I want to thank you because... We've had thousands of downloads and um, there has there's been such a, a want for more. So I'm really, really I was so nervous um, launching this podcast and um, it was such a funny time as well for us all. So I just thank you so much for the support. There's so much more to come next year. So I'm really excited about that and keep the stories coming because I, I love I genuinely I, I often get asked what's your favorite and I don't have one. And I think that's a, an awkward question to ask anyway. I couldn't tell you what story is a favourite of mine. I am so invested in each and every one. So thank you. So to wrap up the year of episodes, I chat to Jenna and she talks me through her one pregnancy and birth. Ben also, her son also has a little sister at home called Luna, who was 18 months when when he arrived. So we talk about Jen's pregnancy and she discovered she was pregnant when she was three months gone and we talk about her pregnancy so how she felt what care route she went down she was actually living in Spain when she was pregnant so she came home during her final trimester Um, she then talks us through her induction and the decision for a c-section so Ben was showing signs of distress so the decision was made and that the c-section was the best option at the time she also dives into her recovery and speaks very openly and honestly so thank you again for uh, the year that's just gone it's been a funny one but uh, I hope next year is a more positive positive one for us all and I will bring you the next episode on the 11th of January after a little break well we'll see I might I might pop a sneaky episode in but thank you and I hope you enjoy Jen, you're very welcome to the Ireland's Birth Stories podcast. If you wanted to start by giving us a little introduction to you and your family. Okay, perfect. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, so I'm Jen. Um, I'm from Donegal. I am 32. Um, 
I've got two little ones. Uh, I have got a girl who is three and a boy who is 22 months. Um, and a very busy house. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. That's a tight gap, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it sure is. <laughs> madness, total madness. Yeah. yeah. And are they at home with you at the moment or is your little girl in preschool? Uh, she is in preschool, yeah. The little okay. guy was in for a little while in the play group, but um, I took him out this year and I'm going to put him back in again after Christmas. Yeah, okay. So do you want to talk us through your first pregnancy then? Yeah, so... Um, Actually, with my story, I only um, had one of the children. The My daughter, she came to live with us um, while I was pregnant with uh, my son. So, um, uh, well, I suppose I'll go back to the very start. Yep. So I was living in Spain with my partner. We've been together for a very, 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 very long time. Um we're getting married next year, finally. Oh, cool. <laughs> How hope. long are you together? Uh, 15 years. Oh, yeah. Wow. That'll be a celebration. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hopefully it all goes off with that hitch now. But, yeah. you know, um, so we were living in Spain. Um, we've been there for like three years or so. And we unexpectedly, well, a little unexpectedly, I got pregnant with Ben Um and then for a while, we were like him and high on about, do we stay in Spain? Do we come home? You know, um, but eventually we decided to come home. But I was there in Spain for a good part of the pregnancy. So I had to kind of go through the Spanish healthcare system and everything, you know. So it was it was like I could speak Spanish to a certain extent, but not brilliant so it was like a little bit challenging that part of it you know yeah um super different to the Irish system but actually it was it was really good when when I got like the right nurses and the right doctors who weren't too um like afraid about trying to speak a little bit of English and you know kind of uh lost in translation a little bit but we got we got there (laughs) so how does it work over there is it similar in any way to the care system over here um it's similar but I feel like over here you get more appointments right okay and over there I just didn't didn't have as many you know and in one way you were kind of like oh relieved because you weren't in and out all the time but in other ways you were kind of like oh well you know I'm looking forward to the next scan and everything like that but it's similar but just not as not as many appointments and stuff that comes in ebbs and flows doesn't it you're like oh it's fine that I don't have a scan for two months and then you just get itchy feet and you just want to scan right now <laughs> yeah exactly you're like oh my god the baby hasn't moved in like an hour or something an hour. <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> uh, so then you're just panicking but no um I was for that part I was relieved to get back home towards the end of the pregnancy for you know the Irish system like it was so you were in your um, final trimester then when you came home, were you? I was. Yeah, I was in my final trimester. And actually, it's a crazy story because um, I was, before I got pregnant, I'd had like really crazy periods and stuff for a long time. It was just so weird that year before. And then whenever I got pregnant, I didn't actually know I was pregnant for like three months. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was insane. It was crazy. 
due to your so you didn't think it was a, a big deal that your period hadn't arrived because you would no. have been used to that okay yeah because for the like for the months before that it was kind of happening like that so I just I, I just didn't think anything of it and I was home for a couple of weeks visiting mom and I don't know what came over me but I just said to her I'm just going to take a pregnancy test just to see because I'd taken them before like loads of times in the months before that nothing and um I took the test and it was positive and I just held it mom and she was like oh my god and then I was like okay mom go to the chemist <laughs> and get me some of those you know the ones that tell you how many weeks or whatever the expensive ones yeah <laughs> so we went and got a couple of those and I took them then and it was like the I think it was like the maximum time you know so many weeks plus and I was just like oh my god you know I can't believe it and then I think I went to the doctors the next day and when he told me like the you could see like a, a big baby on the screen you know it was crazy and then I think I rang my partner up then that day and showed him the tests and he was like what's that <laughs> <laughs> a lollipop stick what is it <laughs> no I'm pregnant <laughs> but then anyway I was back I was back in Spain then for the the most part of the pregnancy so I kind of got away light because I didn't know I was pregnant for ages. So it just went so quickly. Quickly. Like, oh. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of a good part. Um, uh, I always say if I get pregnant again and I know straight away, it's going to be like the longest pregnancy ever. <laughs> I have a friend, I have a friend that I tell I'm pregnant, like when I'm two weeks, I'm like, listen, I'm pregnant. She's like, oh my God, this is going to take forever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how did you feel um you see that was it as well I didn't have any real symptoms and I was feeling great so the only thing that looking back I was really warm but right. I just thought like it's the summer in Spain you know it's yeah. warm <laughs> so that kind of threw me off but looking back I just remember being like roasting hot for a few months and not knowing you know what's going on but besides that, um, I was fine. Uh, I think it wasn't toward, until towards the end that I got like uh, back pain and stuff like that. But throughout the pregnancy, it was it was fine. You know. And was there any antenatal classes offered to you over there as well? There was, but it was like you were put onto a waiting list, and by the time I was going to get called. I was coming home anyway okay so I never got the chance you know but I was on the list but I don't know so then when you come home um what route did you decide to go down so obviously you touched base with your GP when you came home and then mm -hmm. did you decide to go public uh private or semi-private I was public yeah and how was your experience there um it was it was really good um Whenever I came back now, I don't think I had that many appointments left to get whenever I came back. And I had to bring all my like my notes and everything from Spain so they could kind of see what had been done, what hadn't been done. You know, if it had gotten like any of the vaccinations and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, okay. So they they got that all figured out. Um and from then on, it was it was pretty smooth sailing on, on that side of things, for sure. Did you have any preferences with how you wanted to labor and birth your baby? 
Um, I think whenever I wrote um, my birth plan or filled in the birth plan thing, I had written down about having um, when they don't cut the cord straight away. So I had written that um, and I had said that I wanted to have the birth ball there with oh, yeah. me as well because I was finding that very useful and that maybe I would like uh, to use the bath in there, which I did. So brilliant. Yeah. So there's were just a couple of things that I'd written down, but nothing I didn't have a major plan. It was just kind of go with the flow. And at what stage um, did your niece come into your life? Um, well, I'll not go into it too much, but my sister yeah. died. Um, my sister died in the January um, and I had Ben in February. So okay. my niece came to live with us in January. So she was with me for about six weeks before I had Ben. And to be honest, at that point, I can't remember a lot. My, my, my mind just has gone blank from a lot of that time. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think from a lot from the, just from the circumstances and just the trauma, like I think it just messes with your mind a bit and you kind of block things out and lose a lot of your memory and stuff. It's crazy. But um, so she was with us for about six weeks and she really kept us going like she's just so mm. funny and you know so sweet um so it was kind of like I had her before I had Ben <laughs> I never thought that was gonna happen you know <laughs> it was crazy and she would have been very young then when you she was 18 months yeah yeah mm. so she was 18 months then um so it was really hectic and because I was so heavily pregnant at that stage, it was just everybody was really taking care of me, making sure I was all right, trying to, you know, really look after us. So that kept me going as well. And I guess just looking after her kept us going. So we just had something to focus on. And I knew I had to stay, you know, I knew I had to look after myself because I just just didn't have a choice, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was really hard, but we got we got through it you know um and I was kind of I was worried at some points and everything and I saw the doctors the doctor at some points just to make sure that everything was still okay with the baby but but everything was fine you know okay and so in the lead up to Ben's arrival um, mm-hmm. you obviously got everything ready how did you feel did you feel anxious excited prepared or how did you feel um I think because besides everything that had happened, um, Mm. because I had had such a smooth kind of pregnancy, I hadn't had any real sickness. Well, I would say in the, in the final, maybe two weeks, I started to get like sickness. It was really weird. And then I've talked to some friends and they were saying, sometimes that can be a sign like your body's preparing for birth. Um, so I was getting like a little bit nauseous towards the end um and the back the back pain that was kind of getting me at the end because I'd be like walking along and then the next minute I would just get frozen on the spot and I had to get the ball to like lower myself down onto the ball and then move a bit and then I could get back up again then um 
besides that, I think because it had been so smooth leading up to the birth, I wasn't kind of panicking about what was going to happen next. You know, my mind yeah. was, I was, it had been a good pregnancy and also my mind was just on another planet. So I wasn't really focused on what was going to happen next. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was going to go with the flow. I was just going to go with the flow. Just see what happens. Go with the flow. Um, so he was due, he must've been due in like the first week of February and he didn't arrive until the 21st of February. <laughs> so I was like 10 days over whenever I went in. Um, and he's actually born the day after my sister's birthday. So oh, that was okay. special as well. Yeah. Um, and we didn't know whether it was going to actually be on her birthday, but it wasn't. It was the next day. <laughs> um, so were so you induced then at 10 days over? I was induced. Yeah. Okay. So that was that was something that I hadn't really um, thought about, you know, I hadn't really, mm. hadn't really um, looked into induction or what was involved. Um, but I was in contact with a girl and she's uh, simply birthed Donegal. And I think she'd contacted, I can't even remember how we met now, but I think she'd contacted me after everything with my sister. and she had offered to give me some of the hypnobirthing materials to use to help me. Brilliant. So I had been listening to a lot of that to kind of get me more relaxed. Um, and especially during the time that I was in the hospital uh, before getting induced and everything. So it was just kind of, I was listening to that when I was kind of having a nap and everything, and it was just kind of really relaxing me. Um, so I think I was in, I must have gone in on the evening uh, at like six o'clock or something to get induced. And then they don't induce you to the next day. Okay. And then that day, nothing happened. So then it was the day after that, that I must have. So they used the, the gel. So I think it was... Uh, maybe the third gel that I got that's kicked it all off. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that was a, you just have to kind of relax with that one. Cause it was a intense kind of experience getting the gels and everything. But I think the key to that was just relaxing, you know, it had to be done. So I was like, okay, just, you can do this, <laughs> you know? And were you up and about and moving around then for those first two gels to try and get them Got it going. I was, I was, yeah, I was, um, I was up and down the stairs in the hospital, like as much as possible. And on the, so on the second night that I was in there, I was convinced that I was in labor at that stage. I was having, I don't know if it was Braxton Hicks. I don't know what, but I was having real, real pains. And I remember there were, there were about maybe four other women in there at the same time. And I could hear another woman. She was in the same boat as well. <laughs> and you could just hear the moans of us in there, you know. <laughs> and I was just thinking, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Um, and I just remember I was texting, like, my future sister-in-law, like, for hours and hours after every 
contraction or uh, now I don't know if it was a contraction or a Braxton Hicks or what, because yeah. then the next day it just kind of stopped. And I was like, what? How is it possible? You know, it was just like false pains. And then it took another gel. And then that was it. Then it all, it all kicked off. <laughs> Did it happen fairly quickly then after the third one? So after the third one, um, I think my, my partner was there and my mum was there with me then. And I was getting the contractions and it was fine. It wasn't too, wasn't too intense. I just remember being hooked up to that machine all the time, you know, and having the things the strapped around your belly. <laughs> yeah. And actually, do you know if you were um, dilated at all? I was. So by the end, I was three centimeters three centimeters that's that's how far I got to I think by the time I went down to the labor ward um so I remember then I decided to go for a bath because I just thought okay I need something to relax me here a little bit and whenever I went into the bath that was so 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 nice um but I think at that point then it just kind of made it come on stronger and stronger <laughs> and I didn't want to get out of the bath but everybody's like you have to get out of the bath because <laughs> I was going down to the the labor ward um and then I think I remember then I had had uh had fluids actually put in at before the bath they um, giving me some fluids and I had the the IV is it the yeah I had that in and there was just kind of like a little wire there and whenever I was in the bath it must have came out a little bit so I was I was kind of hanging on my arm and I was waiting for the nurse to come back and um, fix it for me and I just remember being like bouncing on the ball screaming and saying can somebody come and put this back in my arm again and <laughs> It was all a bit crazy for a minute. So why do they have you, why were they administering fluids? I think, um, I don't know if it was like a little bit dehydrated and they were, I think from the mo the test that they were monitoring, I think that they were, they were guessing that the baby was maybe getting a little bit distressed during the contractions. So I don't know why this why they did the fluids, but I think it was something related to that. And then I think the nurse then was going to take me down to the labor ward then in a wheelchair, but she asked me would I prefer to walk? And I said, I'd like to try and walk. So I started to walk down and I remember thinking, oh, this feels so much better now, you know, when I wasn't hooked up to that machine or anything. And I was just like up on my feet and it was, it was like going really well then. Um, and then as soon as I got into the room, I was like, oh my God, my water's just broke. <laughs> it just took like a little bit of walking around. That was it. Yeah. Um, did you feel a relief then when your waters went? Did you, did you feel it? It's like I felt a relief in one sense, but then in another way, it was like, okay, this, everything is, it's really happening now. Like, yeah. you know. It was super, super intense then. Um, 
So then. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And I got up on the bed and I was on my back, I think, then. And I, I was having the contractions like fairly regular at that stage like I know it was every minute or something like that maybe it was longer but it felt like every minute <laughs> um but then he started to give me the gas and air and my gosh it was amazing <laughs> it was so helpful so so helpful um and they kept monitoring me for a while and actually, before that, the girl had taken off my nail polish on my fingers and my toes. And I think it was like, just in case you have to go to surgery for a C-section, where you have to take your nail polish off. So that was earlier on in the day. But then um, when we were in there, then after a while, they were monitoring and they were like, OK, uh, it looks like baby's getting distressed during every contraction. So they called in the kind of the main doctor that was kind of looking after me just to check things out. And he was like, yeah, um, C-section is the way to go. So then they were prepping me for C-section. That happened very quickly. <laughs> so quickly. <laughs> and how did you feel? How did you feel about that? Um, I was happy because it was like, I kind of knew the baby was distressed myself. They were telling me, but I kind of knew it, you know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, whatever we have to do now just to to help him out here. Um, 
And also it was getting super, super intense. And I was just like, okay, I just want this to be. <laughs> just just want to get through it. Do you know um, how dilated you were at that stage then? I think it was only three or four was as far as it was. Okay. Yeah. Because um, she kept on, yeah, that was, she kept on checking and it wasn't getting much, it wasn't getting much more. So then they just, um, they came down with a another bed and then I remember them taking me from the one bed to the bed to take me up to the surgery and I remember being like can I not take the gas and air with me (laughs) (laughs) and they were like no (laughs) I was so annoyed like please no I need the gas and air yeah because the contractions were quite regular for you as well weren't they so yeah it, it, it was serious then and and then I remember I had to sign forms so I was signing the forms then in the middle of the contractions. Um, so I got that over with. Um, and then, but I remember the the midwives and the doctor that was in there, they were just so nice, you know, so, so nice. And I remember actually the main midwife was pregnant and she was pregnant with her first baby, like, <laughs> and the other people in there were saying, this is going to be you soon. And I was just thinking, oh my God, how do you do this? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> knowing, <laughs> yeah, watching all this go on. <laughs> um, so then, uh, so was there a big rush? Was there a big panic to get you down, or was it quite uh, relaxed? I think there was a little bit of a rush. Um, uh, it was probably more panicked in my mind because I remember asking my partner after, did I seem crazy? <laughs> did I seem this? Did I seem that? And he was like, no, you were, you were quite calm. But in my head, it was like super hectic, you know? So, but I think it was, they were, they were trying to get me up as soon as possible because they were sure that the baby was a bit distressed so um I remember getting upstairs then and there were more forms to sign them <laughs> whenever I got up there and I was just thinking no more forms please I can't do this um and then I just remember they had to wait to give me the the injection for getting the operation you know the anesthetic so they had to wait um between contractions so I remember just then they kind of sit you up on the bed and you have to kind of lean forward and then they do the injection then into your back and they were like don't worry as soon as you get this done it's gonna be fine and I was like okay okay but I was like just do it (laughs) whenever you get the chance just go for it so maybe I was getting the contractions then every I don't know 30 seconds or something like that it was serious um and then they give me the injection and it was like instant. Everything stopped. It was just amazing. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> I was like, is that it? I'm, I'm not going to have any more contractions, nothing. And they were like, nope, that's it. And from that moment on, I was just chill. Everything was Brilliant. fine. Yeah. 
was so good. Um, and the actual surgery itself, um, I think because of how hectic it was before that and everything that was going on, it just, I wasn't really scared at that point. It was fine, you know, even though it's like a major thing, it, it was fine, like they were so reassuring and I wasn't really worried at that point. And was your partner in there with you? Yeah, he was in there oh, with great. me as well. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I don't know how long it actually took for them to do. Uh, and I just remember whenever they held him up then and I got a good look at him and they took him over then just kind of to the right of me and the, I think they were weighing him and everything. And he's like screamed crying straight away as soon as he came out. So that was a good sign. <laughs> and... Then I think the um, his dad took him, went with the doctors then back downstairs again to look after him. And then they said to me that they were going to recover me up in the surgery room. So I was going to stay there for 45 minutes or an hour um, after they had um, completed the surgery and just let me rest for a while. So... I didn't get to see them then for about an hour or an hour and a half after that. And I think uh, somebody maybe had said to my partner, like, oh, I should be down in half an hour or something. And I actually wasn't down for ages. And he was like in the halls going, where's Jenna? Is she okay? Yeah. Is she okay? But I think he was down there panicking and I was up there just chilling, chanting. <laughs> 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 so relaxed. <laughs> Um, and then I remember whenever they told me they were going to take me back down again and there was this lovely Spanish nurse. She was so nice, just such a nice, calm and lovely person. And she was talking to me and then she was the one that wheeled me back downstairs again. And then I can't remember getting lifted from there into the bed. Um, and it's crazy because... I can barely remember like the first moments with Ben. It's so crazy. I've got pictures, but I can't remember it so well. I think. And is that because you were still recovering from the effects of the whatever drugs? I'm sure they had you on yeah. lots of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it was. Just like a mixture of that and the exhaustion. And it was just mm. like everything just was a blur. So, um, I don't know whether I can remember a little bit or I don't know whether I'm just remembering that because of the pictures that I have, yeah. you know. But then I remember a little while later, um, the nurses took him out to the reception desk with them for a little while so I could kind of get a little bit of rest. And then I remember them bringing him, him back in again during the night so I could feed him. And so they were helping me out quite a bit. And had you decided to bottle feed or breastfeed? I decided to breastfeed. So that was um, what I went for. But I guess I hadn't like anticipated what it was going to be like, especially after having a C-section and everything. So it definitely took um, a lot of perseverance to to stick with it while I was in there, you know. So when you I was actually going to ask you that it would be great to hear your perspective from mm -hmm. a woman who's had a C-section because a lot of people are concerned um, that it is 
more difficult or as you say you need a little bit more perseverance to breastfeed mm-hmm. baby after a c-section so yeah if you just want to dive into your you know how you pr- manage to to get bent breastfeed yeah i think um the the main challenge is your mobility at that stage is very limited and the more you kind of push yourself at that very first stage, like you don't want to hurt yourself too much. And if your baby's there and your baby's crying and you're trying to lift him up from the cot beside you, it's, it's hard, you know, even like I was in the bed that was electronic. So you're pressing the button and, and it's sitting you up. But at that point, as you're sitting up, it's, it's real pain. Like it's so sore, but you do get, um lots of painkillers to um help you through it but it's still you've you've still got that pain so it's hard like during the day when the nurses are around and well the nurses are around all the time but during the day when there are more people around and everybody's kind of there to help you all the time it's a little bit easier but at the night time at night time it's it's harder you know like I remember being in there and I think maybe I was the only one in the room that was breastfeeding. So all the other babies were just sound asleep and Ben was just <laughs> crying his eyes out, you know, he was crying and crying. Um, and I remember there was this girl and she was in the, the she was on, behind the curtain next to me. And I think she was Chinese and she we couldn't really communicate with each other but she was coming over in the middle of the night to try and help me so she kind of helped me with Ben you know she was so so sweet and at that point um because he was my first and you're kind of scared about what to do what not to do so he's crying and I'm trying to feed him um then I'm thinking I'm not going to give him a dummy and looking back now I know I would have just given him a dummy, (laughs) you know, it's just, um, in the end up I did, but I think, especially when it's your first baby and if it's a C-section, it is very, it can be very tricky, but if you just let everybody kind of help you along as much as possible, it's, you know, you need the help, you need the help for sure. Mm. And say yes to all the drugs. Oh, say yes to all the drugs. <laughs> and then and then towards the end, they start giving you less drugs and less and less and less. So whenever you're leaving, you're kind of used to less. So I think for the, I don't know how many, I think it was in three days, maybe. Three days after the C-section. And I think they give you kind of like a, a stronger drug and then like a Panadol or something like that. So you get like the stronger drug and the Panadol maybe three times a day, but then towards the end, you're just getting the Panadols or so you're not taking anything too strong when you're leaving. Yeah. Um, and we had to stay a little bit longer actually, because Ben was jaundice. Okay. A little bit, so, and that's tough actually because you just need to keep feeding, feeding, feeding when they're jaundiced as well. That's it. Yeah. So it was it was constant feeding. Um, and whenever it's your first baby as well, it's so hard because 
the nurse is telling you he's hungry he's just he's hungry he's hungry and you're thinking he can't still be hungry but at that stage they could just feed all day long and then eventually you just get used to this fact that they just literally want to feed all day yeah (laughs) but it's so hard I just remember being like so many times crying and thinking he can't still be hungry how is this possible but then looking back now I'm just like yep he he just wanted to drink milk all day that was it beyond his mommy's tummy that's it yeah but no he got we got out then um he had to get some bloods taken as well in there which was so hard (laughs) to take him to get his bloods taken um was that due to the jaundice levels yeah yeah that was it they wanted to test I think they did it with like they tested him with like a little machine first and that came up quite high and then they wanted to leave him a little while and then take bloods to get a, a more clear reading or something okay so they did that and then the second time it came back okay and we were able to leave the next day or we were able to yeah, we were able to leave the next day. He must have got that on the second day. And then we were able to leave on the third day because we had to wait as well. You know, when they come around and they do different tests on them. So I think it was the hearing test mm-hmm. and it was something else. I don't know if it was, I, t- I think it was a hearing test and maybe it's the hips as well that they have to check. And oh yeah, and the the reflexes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we had to wait for those few tests and then we were able to leave then. Um, and I walked when I, they, they encourage you to walk the next day after your C-section and get a shower the next day. Um, and to be honest, I was not, I wasn't up for it. Um, I did walk a little bit and I had like a little wash and everything, but I wasn't I couldn't go for the whole shower that next day. Um, and then on the day after that, then I had a shower. Um, I felt a lot better and you just slowly get like stronger and stronger. Mm. And when I was leaving, I was walking out slowly, walking out of the place slowly, but I was fine. What was blood loss like after, obviously it's different to vaginal birth. It was not too bad. Um, I actually think there wasn't much at all. Um, but I remember it was like the fear of having to go number two, you know? Yeah. (laughs) That was just like the biggest fear ever. And so many women in the room, it was like whenever they had done it, it was like a big achievement and everybody was like, congratulations. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) So scary. So I think once you get that challenge over you, it's kind of like, okay, from then, but, um, the blood loss was probably for me, just like a normal period. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. That's good. Yeah. 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 So how did you feel then when you got home? Um, I was, I think I was just so relieved um, at that point, we were living with mum as well. So mum had the house so, mm. like, everything's so nice and prepared. And I was just, like, 
lying up in the nice double bed, getting looked after for a few days and just chilled out and just relieved to get him home finally, mm. you know, because he was just so small and just so innocent at that stage. So it was just a big relief to get home again. And how was and your then, breastfeeding then? How did it start? Had your milk come in? And Yeah, it was getting better then. Um, but then I had some challenges because my c-section scar was getting had an infection so I ended up going on um two rounds of antibiotics I think so eventually it cleared up it took a while but the nurse was so good um she came out to the house every day for like two weeks and she was helping me with the dressing and oh that's brilliant so amazing um, How did you know it was infected? Was it just by looking at it? It was because um, it was like it was like a little bit of oozing coming out of it, okay. like a little bit, not like blood, but just something, you know. But nothing. It wasn't too bad, and it was just this tiny, tiny little bit. It was like not even half a centimeter of it, but this tiny little bit that just would not heal up properly. Okay. But eventually it did, okay. but it just took a while. It was just, just one of those things. Um, towards the very end when it still wasn't healed, it was just like maybe a dot of something on it, just like a dot of blood, but it just took forever. Mm. Um, but then, uh, Ben wasn't, uh, his weight wasn't going up enough. So in the end, I ended up combination feeding and that was at about two months that we started combination feeding. And then he just, he got massive after that. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so were you pumping or obviously you were given formula as well, were you? Yeah. yeah. So oh, it was like, I was feeding him, pumping. Yeah. So I was feeding him and then I was pumping, pumping, and then I would give him what I pumped and then if he was still hungry, then I would like top up with the uh, formula. But then you see, it gets so easy when they start to take formula. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you just know, you know, they're growing. So they're growing so much now and it's like so easy just to kind of let the breastfeeding fall to the wayside at that point. But um, I think we went on till about six months. Yeah. And it's still it's, it's tough going to do I did the same with Oliver I, from about four months I started because he just wasn't getting enough um, yeah that's it the pumping feeding I think I was doing the feeding more for myself rather than him and yeah. then the formula and then the formula as you say it's just very easy to especially when yeah. they're not getting when they're not really enjoying feeding as much anymore that's it mm. and you feel so much guilt yeah, oh yeah you're like I'm so I feel so guilty for giving him formula now and you know, I should be feeding him for however length of time and everything. But I just watched him whenever he had the bottle. He he didn't care, you know, mm. as long as I was feeding it to him. And as long as he was with me, he was happy. That's and it. I was glad that I was glad that I'd fed him for that length of time, you know. But I soon went even looking back now, I realized that I shouldn't have made myself feel so bad about stopping feeding him because he was healthy and happy so mm. and how did your niece thing. adjust so how's how's she 
now they're just like regular crazy brother and sister you know <laughs> so she's got a big sister as well but she doesn't live with us so she um she visits all the time and they're just the three of them together hilarious but um ben and luna are just they're just like normal brother and sister um yeah. she, he's going through all the stages that she was going through back then okay now so she's like the big sister and she's telling him like, stop that. Don't do mm -hmm. that. And, you know, come back from the TV. You're going to hurt your eyes. And <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but no, they, they get on so well. They're, they're really good. Good. She's just, she's just, she's just one of the family now. Well, she was one of the family before, but yeah. now she's just, you know, one of ours. Thank you. Thank you so much. So nice to meet you. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to share your story, you're more than welcome to. You can get in touch via Instagram at Ireland's Birth Stories or you can reach out over the website, irelandsbirthstories.ie. I look forward to bringing you another episode. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.